from Alpha Omega London, maker of shoes, creator of waves in the fashion industry. We started this podcast series to tackle head-on the current issues that matter in society and to get honest views from the mouths that matter. In this series of Sustainability of Fashion, we'll be exploring fashion's precarious relationship with sustainability and its attempts to address growing concerns surrounding its non-conservational approaches to society and environment. Thank you all for tuning in to the fifth and final episode in our sustainability series. Joining us today, we have Nazina, Kate, Samia, Apranji, and myself, Ashwini. In this episode, we'll be exploring the final stages of the topic. What is the way forward in terms of sustainability? Do we invest in technology or succumb to minimalism? Finally, we'll discuss whether sustainability is viable or if it's a lost cause. What do you guys think? Where do we go from here to achieve optimal standards of sustainability? Mm, Do you know what? I would go one step back and I would actually redefine sustainability. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we need to do. Because at the moment, it's the true definition of, of which we are not fully aware of and we don't fully understand. So I think if we collectively um, sort of understand what sustainability is, how we are able to achieve it and what measures we we use and adopt, then I think that's just the way forward before we actually make any changes to procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it kind of paves the way towards a more coherent and more transparent sort of you know, future, I guess. I don't know if anyone else kind of agrees, but... um... No? (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, I'm on my own. Um, Curbing consumption as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. Whichever way forward, I think definitely. Yeah, no, curbing Mm -hmm. consumption for me is is definitely the the best in in adopting a more sustainable... um, you know, sort of uh, measure. Yeah, definitely the biggest thing that can be done. I, I, I think, think even actually. if you change little else, if you cut the consumption, you'd probably see a noticeable difference. Absolutely. It would definitely like Without diminish the problem like yeah. largely. Yeah. And, yeah. and any changes that you did then make yeah. are going to be much more visible much more quickly. Which yeah. is actually really interesting because after this whole time of discussing all this, this is sort of what we come up to. I mean, that does put things in our hands as consumers almost that that does mean that we are largely responsible so yeah I think so but I do think then the industries have got to play a part because they are forcefully marketing at people and promoting things at people Mm -hmm. and tapping in in ways that we don't always immediately recognize Mm -hmm. to make products appeal yeah um you know, and not and not just sort of good products, just really products that we don't need yeah. for you know a better life, or yeah, you know, yeah. and and all of the sort of psychology and feelings of self worth that are attached to, um, you know, products uh, status, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all been really heavily endorsed and promoted by not just fashion like across every industry. Um, whether you know whether you buy the cheap tomatoes or the vine tomatoes has everything mm. about you at a dinner party and all that all that rubbish mm. 
you know, the industries are responsible for promoting that and they and making us, yeah, tapping to our own sort of insecurities and our own little human traits yeah, yeah, yeah. that we've got that make us want to buy. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's going to have to be a bit of a collective thing. But yeah, I suppose ultimately it's in the consumer's hands to kind of think so, about what they're doing mm-hmm. and, and, and fight less. back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Have less of a demand. Mm-hmm. So, so would you say that minimalism is sort of synonymous to sustainability like minimalism being well buying less buying simple would would you say that's almost synonymous to sustainability minimal can be complicated i think it needs to be the product itself and the Mm. product um manufacture that has to be minimal not the actual product product design yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm. we just good design Mm. actually would eliminate Mm -hmm. um a lot of the problems like the need to replace things yeah. Like in practical terms, maybe not in like psychological terms, but but good design would mean, yeah, we don't have to physically replace things that are broken so often mm-hmm. or that, you know, a good design can be just being able to manufacture something much more efficiently because right. you've actually thought about everything that goes into it mm-hmm. rather than just the product that comes at, at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you can channel good design in that way, then that also... So then, so that, so then, really, we're looking at the fashion designers, you know, responsibility, I guess, or that phase of actually creating the conception, I guess, of these ideas and where it's born. And actually, if a fashion designer is more sustainably aware mm-hmm. in creating, you know, that particular product, then, you know, we're pretty much in good stead towards um, making a real impact, a real change on that life cycle, you know, throughout the supply chain going forward. Yeah. I guess, you know, what I've come to understand actually is that, you know, they're often, when it comes to sustainability, it's, and you look at trends, they're often rooted in technology. And these, well, technological innovations and these technological innovations are sort of, they're not very accessible by you know sort of student designers so you know even when you are a designer and you're studying Mm -hmm. and you're sort of learning your craft you're not really fully aware of the possibilities the possibilities of Mm -hmm. creating sustainably even just accessing like sustainable fabrics and stuff is is quite difficult it's really hard to find them and to have to find new fabrics and new sustainable fabrics for every project is, is not easy can be expensive as well. Right. And that's the thing, because it's actually, I mean, from various things that I've been to, uh, various companies that I've met in my job, I know there's a huge amount out there. Yeah. But it doesn't, <clears throat> outside the industry you, you're working in, even as a student, that they're not so visible. No. And actually also, as, as a ten, tending to be as a group, probably one of the most sort of like generous and open with like information in terms of like help and and things like that and it yeah it's just difficult to find yeah and I think companies leverage off of that because what they do is they use that as a as a competitive tool Mm. if if it's very difficult to access then right exactly then the, the barriers are very high yeah towards actually being sustainable so what they're turning sustainability into is more of a competitive advantage Mm. tool 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's definitely has an ethical implication to it, but definitely true. And and then also, you if you've got startup companies, they're just not able to make themselves no. as readily available. And yeah, sometimes the manufacturing process is a bit re- reliant on early innovation tech. Yeah. So the the actual manufacturing process can be a little bit higher. So it does put it out for now, for the time being. It is still out of the realms of. Mm-hmm. to be used as a standard base but actually the resources are really out there i think it's nice because that sort of sustainability is for not forcing but you do find a lot more almost a lot more creativity there yeah people have to be clever about what they right. utilize they what they're more. recycling mm-hmm. yeah what they're what sort of uh byproducts of other systems yeah. that, and they're turning it into uh, into products so right. It's actually like in design terms, it's it's like a really exciting little arena yeah, that's yeah. going on there. It's just a shame it doesn't get more, no, more well, of the attention it deserves. Really, no, it's true. Well, fostering partnerships is 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 definitely one is one area that needs to be you know explored in in much more depth because if you've got a company that has ample resources and is able to invest in, you know, sort of innovative technological advancements that can sort of push, you know, sustainability, then, you know, partnering them with, you know, a startup or just, you know, another business, sharing that information at Mm. least, that's pretty much what the industry needs. Instead, people are just kind of, they're doing their own work, their own investigations, their own research, and they're sort of like, you know, keeping it towards themselves. It's mm. like, oh, you know, here are my butter biscuits. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing mine with yours. You I, I think it comes down to, again, like their only focus is um, just making money, right? Yeah, so yeah. in which case, like they wouldn't want to share stuff, but if they actually want to grow as a community and really like go towards sustainability and do well in other ways as well apart from economically then they would be more willing to share well it's interesting because here we are at a moment in time where we can't muck about anymore like our resources are finite they are running out so it literally is do or die like companies really do need to stop Mm -hmm. thinking about profits and actually think how am I going to be profitable without there being you know, um, an, an industry existing within the next 10 to 15, 20, 30 years, you know, they need to be very practical about it. The only way they're going to elongate or ensure that their survival or their existence in the future is through preservation. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to conduct in, you know, in, in, in actions that are going to preserve, you know, their, their, their existence now, by, you know, the acts of sharing their information to help the rest of the industry, they're not going to be able to survive because there will be no industry for them to survive in. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like they need to wake up. You know, the onus is on them. They need to be very smart with the information, with the resources that they have. And they just need to be able to work, you know, in a collaborative fashion to try and make sure that we all you know, we all sort of, we all contribute towards the same end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's in the same boat, essentially. Just a quick reminder, you're listening to the Fashion Vanguard's EO London podcast. Please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, give us a review and carry on the protest. Enjoy the rest of the podcast.
I think we did um, sort of discuss this, but can brands be innovative and creative while adopting sustainable practices? I think that comes down to what we discussed about good design and creative design and unique design not necessarily being too crazy and actually being minimalistic in terms of manufacturing and being creative, but also kind of minimalistic and sustainable. I, I think a lot of, you know, from what I've seen of what people are producing uh, countries, uh, companies who are focused on being sustainable. Yeah, there's there's a huge amount of creative. There's stuff you would never have, like I would never have thought mm-hmm. of, uh, weaving fabric out of grass roots. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, a leather substitute made, you know, made out of the byproducts of orange juice. Like, it's just insane. Like yeah. what people have thought of to do to make um, new fabrics or the way products are being put together. Yeah um so it's all out there it is is just um it's just being able to do it on a larger scale yeah yeah um I think but in in some ways I think there's an idea that being sustainable is somehow limiting no and actually I don't think it is at no. all I think you just have to be really prepared to think outside the box yeah, and yeah. I think for some sectors of the industry they would really benefit from having being sort of compelled to do that because they haven't and mm-hmm. a lot of what you see, you're seeing in fashion is uh, copied, rehashed, you yeah. know, I, I know there's technically no such thing as a new idea, but mm. there really isn't. There hasn't been for a while. And, mm. and there are stores, yeah. up, you know, and companies over the world and in the UK, there's been um, a few highlighted who are really struggling mm. because, you know, and maybe if they're they had a bit more creativity and a bit of more point of difference and stop trying to appeal this sort of mass appeal that everyone else is doing. Yeah. They'd actually have more chance of survival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also reacting in a way if consumers are not hitting the high streets and using the internet a bit more, but if consumption is, has come down a bit. Yeah. They need to start using that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, consumption actually just puts too much pressure on, you know, on, on, you know, the workers, it puts mm. too much pressure on, you know, employment and, and working, you know, practices. And that's where you get the abuse of, you know, in various different jurisdictions. So, so, you know, definitely curbing the sort of, you know, um, consumption levels will, will definitely help towards actually um, be more productive in, in areas like innovation and creativity, mm. you know, particularly in this area. And also innovation is like, it's the key to economic progress. And that's what we don't, we don't really appreciate fully, particularly in times of crisis. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. is. And that's just something that we can explore um, a little bit more. But there, there are brands out there that are incredibly innovative and creative and, and, and really do take time to sort of think about what it mm-hmm. is that they're doing and actually... Um, you know, they create this organic growth. I think what's quite interesting is that over the years you've seen a real um, obscurity in the cycles of businesses nowadays. Like, you know, before there was this slow trajectory towards growth and now you're seeing that being completely accelerated to the point where, you know, they, their trajectory is like, you know, naught point, you know, one of a nanosecond. And then, they're completely gone the next you know they 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 they're there on the public domain on the public stage they they you know experiencing huge success and then literally within 5 months time you don't hear about them again 
Um, and so I think what these practices do is they actually, they slow growth of businesses, which makes it more organic. And the more organic growth a business experiences, the more longevity they'll have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just just generally, as we've discussed, the, the, the better their, their sort of impact is on, on the rest of society and the, and the environment. I know, for example, I'd hate to sort of plug Alpha Omega, but what the hell? I'll, go, I'll do it anyway. But, you know, <laughs> since conception, Alpha Omega has really been based on, you know, this, this concept of sustainability. And actually, it looks at the design process from a holistic angle. And it focuses more actually on the well-being of its customers. It focuses more on producing products that as sort of a really catered towards um, the individual really placing a lot of value on themselves, on their creative expression. And what that does is it creates a sort of sense of buying where, a, you know, a customer is not really buying for variety. It's not buying one thing in different colors. It's not, you know, it's not cheap. It's not whatever. It's, it's an, it's, it's, uh, you know a, an item that has extreme sort of value not just from a price perspective but to how they sort of relate to it you mm-hmm. know and I think that's also where you know a little bit of innovation and creativity can sort of manifest itself is really how it communicates how it sort of um, you know how it communicates with the the, the customer with the consumer rather than it being just this commodity that has a very sort of shallow intrinsic value and, and then that's it. If we're able to produce, you know, items that really do resonate with individuals that actually help create a better sense of well-being, you know, help people to really feel comfortable and confident about and celebrate who they are, you know, then, then we're creating a sort of different mindset we're creating a sort of different behavioral pattern Mm -hmm. and that's that's also where designers are really really useful and that's the sort of impact that I think designers can have outside the spectrum of maybe the sort of ecological you know um, measures that we've been discussing so far Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah you know it, it it all sort of helps towards one particular end you know in this whole in this whole sort of situation. So would you in general, after all of this, would you say that it's truly possible to be fully sustainable or is it a lost cause? Do we need, maybe like, would government intervention help achieve this or is that not possible either? What what do you think? Definitely government intervention. Is required? Oh gosh, definitely. I think it's going to have to be, but you kind of feel like for a creative, a massive creative industry with all those, you know, amazing ideas and great designers you shouldn't need that really no. it's a bit mm. of a it should a be both it. really working together True. it's a bit of a shame that fashion couldn't actually do something of its own accord yeah they you know, need somebody to force them to, to take do it the right because really with decisions. all those minds in there it should have been one industry that that found it particularly easy to find ways or alternative methods of mm. doing things and haven't. Mm. And I think mm. that's a, that's doesn't reflect that well mm. in the industry. But, you know, again, with what we've said, businesses 
really do have a primary focus on making a profit mm. and governments have a responsibility to regulate how businesses make a profit yeah. so it is within the government's you know sort of remit to mm. to really sort of assist in this area and not we can't just place the onus on businesses we really do have to have at least this top-down approach where it is coming from government legislation, incentivizing businesses, as um, Simina, you mentioned also before in previous episodes, and 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 really sort of starting that trickle-down process. And then in the meantime, obviously, consumers can can really start, you know, um, showing and wielding their power in numbers and going to retailers, demanding transparency demanding you know to know where their products are coming from and then once we have you know sort of these two opposite angles or two opposite ends of initiatives sort of working um you know sort of you know together then when they join in the middle then we've got pretty much a solution to the problem mm -hmm. rather than it just sort of being something that happens you know sort of you know simultaneously and and expecting you know this sort of um External I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The government could also play a role in making consumers aware of sustainability from an early stage, like incorporating it into education system somehow. Yeah. That I would... think it is happening, but more would definitely help mm -hmm. the full extent of it because I think it's very limited right now to just planting trees, yeah. walking to school instead of taking the car. But yeah to make them understand that it's more than that and definitely at things like design schools and fashion universities at any level of education I'd say even um on business courses on mm -hmm. MBAs perhaps yeah uh, anyone who might in the future be responsible for these sort of initiatives yeah I think educating them matters yeah so. do you know what I've got a new slogan conscious fashion for the fashion conscious. <laughs> That's what we should be promoting. Mm -hmm. That's what we should honestly put on T-shirts, mm -hmm. making sure that our T-shirts aren't made <laughs> in unsustainable ways. <laughs> but, you know, that's what we need to do, exactly what you've just mentioned, which is everybody needs to just come together and, mm -hmm. um, and really make a go at this. And that, would you guys say, you know, with, is that possible? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and We're I think gonna remain I think no, no, no. This. We we have to because that is the only way we're going to change things. We have to believe it will work, mm -hmm. and but we don't you know, have a choice but to change. So. We don't exactly. I mean, look so at the, the for those that are listening. Look, go and do some research. Look at the figures. Really see what sort of world we're going to be looking at in thirty years' time because change is happening in in such an accelerated pace it's it's you know it's you'll be silly to ignore so you know i think we all have the responsibility of of being involved and making you know the sort of efforts to to really do what we can um mm. in this whole effort but it's not going to be easy but it it takes it will take you know a lot for us to for us mm. to achieve but in terms of um, a product being fully sustainable, I think that's really hard to do. I mean, it's possible, but you'd have to like put a lot of effort into that because even like even like recycling can have like a downside to it. Like, mm -hmm. I'd rather reuse something before it gets recycled. Because that's of true. The energy. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, I agree. I yeah. Agree. So, 
for something to be fully sustainable is really really hard and i think we just need to pay a lot of attention um to to make sure that happens minimizing it at least and doing whatever we can yeah minimizing should be easier Mm -hmm. but like it's it's not really what we want we kind of want to sometimes there's like this just an argument that should we even design anymore should we stop designing to like and use what we already have what and use virtual reality (laughs) (laughs) we're all just naked and we just basically have these like (laughs) these things over our eyes where we you know yeah vr screens if you want things over your eyes you know (laughs) it could work actually yeah virtual reality that might actually definitely moving towards technology oh gosh yeah i'm confused to look to live your life through this right yeah yeah that yeah, would be... You could just be in, like in the Matrix <laughs> or something. Just everyone goes to sleep. You don't need anything no, in life. Like minimalism at its peak. <laughs> and you just dream your life away and then you die. Gosh, <laughs> no more waking up. I don't have to get out my bed. Gosh, that would be amazing. Yeah, well, if, if we can have that sort of existence, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some sort of um, impact on our well-being somewhere. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, you know, without, without being too, um, sort of flippant about it, you know, we, we, yeah, we're, we're definitely going in the right direction of, of seeking some sort of change. I think Mm -hmm. if we've got the, um, the brains to come up with all of this stuff that we have now in the first place, we've probably got the brains enough to fix it if we really want to make the effort and try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. absolutely today mm-hmm. i just heard about how dinosaurs were suffering with dandruff so if we've got technology that can detect you know freaking dandruff on a dinosaur we've got that technology that can stop the waste and stop polluting the, and killing the planet it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous anyway. yeah we just need to apply our capabilities better, a bit better. <laughs> but, yeah. exactly yeah So I do believe that we all have the ability to make absolute complete change towards sustainable measures and towards a more sustainable consciousness. Um, It's very apparent that collaboration and the sharing of information is key in this process. But listen, thank you all again for listening and for tuning in. And, um, and I want to thank also the panel speakers that have been very, you know, wonderful with their, with their comments and their views. And may we continue the protest and continue the discussion. Thanks a lot. <laughs>